Welcome to the Choose You Now podcast. I'm your host, Juliana Hever. If you are listening to this on launch day, it's the day before Labor Day in the United States, where we celebrate the social and economic achievements of our fellow Americans. And today on the Choose You Now podcast, we are celebrating the scientific and nutritional achievements of an Irishman. Today's guest is Dr. Alan Desmond. He's a consultant gastroenterologist who's made evidence-based dietary advice an essential part of his practice as a physician specializing in gut health problems. He's also passionate about educating the public on the health benefits of a whole food plant-based diet. He's published in peer-reviewed medical journals, and his most recent book is The Plant-Based Diet Revolution, 28 Days to a Happier Gut and a Healthier You. He lives in the UK with his wife and three children. Listen in on how something as simple as preparing breakfast can be a life-changing experience. Hello, Dr. Alan Desmond. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Julianne. It's an honor and just so much. I always enjoy spending time chatting with you. So thank you so much for inviting me. I totally appreciate it. Ah, I'm so excited. So it's kind of fun because we have very, well, similar backgrounds from medical background and finding whole food plant-based nutrition, and then just wanting to tell the entire world about this way of eating and living. But today, I don't want to talk about what we normally talk about, what we talk about the nitty-gritty and how beneficial and all that, because you've got papers and you have a brand new fabulous book called The Plant-Based Diet Revolution. And But I would love to kind of dig in more to the Allen behind the scenes, like really, I want we talk here about like choosing you. So how did you, I mean, cause what we talk about is quite disruptive when you think about what we were taught in graduate school, medical school, mm-hmm. what we were taught in our, what we've seen clinically, what our peers were, are saying currently. I mean, it's obviously it's gotten better, but mm-hmm. it's, it was, it's not easy to kind of go against the grain. And so I would love to know about your journey kind of being resilient and pushing past because you saw how efficacious and extraordinary eating plants was. But if you could share a little bit about your journey, I think people would love to hear the behind the scenes. Oh, that's a great question. So Julie, I graduated medical school in about 2001, or yeah, July 2001. And the first few years as a newly qualified doctor are insane, just basically insane. I mean, you think that you've been working hard in med school with all the, you know, weekend studying and all the rest of it and late nights in the library or whatever, but then you become an intern and like a newly qualified doctor. And it's insane. I mean, back then we would do, you know, 72 hour shifts without any recognized break time. And it it was just a really, really difficult thing to get through. It is what I'm trying to say, a real crucible. But About two or three years into that, I found myself in my first rotation in gastroenterology. So gut health, taking care of people who were hospitalized with severe gut health problems, diverticular disease, post-op from colorectal cancer, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis. I was immediately attracted to this as a specialty because we could make such a difference to improve people's quality of life by restoring their digestive health. But I was also struck by the fact that every single patient, Juliana, asks their gastroenterologist, what about food? It struck me at that time, and in the book, I tell the story about this particular one young man who asked us that question. And the answer he was given by my boss was, it doesn't matter. 
calories are just calories. You need calories right now. Do you like McDonald's? Why well, get your family to bring you in some McDonald's if you like? That's that sort of attitude just didn't resonate with me. I would always read the papers about food and digestive health. And by the time I'd qualified as a consultant, I wanted to be ready with evidence-based answers. And that's what led me to becoming an advocate for a whole food plant-based diet. And then once I started seeing successes in my patients, it became a no-brainer. I I just wanted to tell everybody about it. I just want to make sure that every gastroenterologist knows this stuff. Yes. I mean, I spent my entire childhood and 20s in doctor's offices, every type of doctor's office, trying to assess what was going on with my GI tract. And they would give me powders and pills and potions and not one doctor asked me what I ate. And it wasn't until I figured that out myself too and switched my diet that it completely transformed my health. I know I'm an N of one, but you're you're documenting this in the literature. We're seeing this in literature. We're seeing this in, in actual controlled trials. And it's it's just so important that people realize the connection between food and your body. So when you learned about this and you saw this with your patients, did you then, or did you start with yourself before that? Or what was your personal journey with this diet? At that time, I had just become the attending. So I'm no longer working a hundred hours a week, whatever. So I was focusing on my own health as well, right? And I was exercising more and becoming fitter. And I was getting into um, obstacle course racing and Spartan races and tough mutters and Really, I, I was really getting in great shape. Doctors in training are generally in terrible shape, Juliana, and, ter- and generally eat really badly yes. because they don't. They, Self care is not a priority during those ten years, right? Right. You're, care- you're caring for everybody else, but you're not caring for yourself. You're just getting the job done. And funnily enough, a lot around that time, I Google searched inspiring athlete interviews because. I'd always liked listening to podcasts, and I'd figured out if I could listen to athletes talking about their journey, it would inspire me to be fitter and healthier, okay? It's that kind of surrounding yourself by healthy people concept, right? And I happened upon the Ritual podcast. This was like 2013. Um, it was an episode with Josh Lajoni, the ultra runner. And I, I listened to that interview with Josh Lajoni talking about his journey as an athlete, but also as a plant-based athlete. Why that was crucial to me was because soon after that, I heard conversations with Dr. Michael Clapper, Dr. Neil Bernard, Dr. Michael Greger. I really hadn't heard any doctors speaking with such conviction and with such forthright honesty about the impact that food has on our health. And that gave me the confidence to start to talk to my patients about it because I was led by their example. It was in 2016 that I finally decided I now need to walk the talk, very much so. And so I made the switch overnight to a healthy whole food plant-based diet. What changed with you and your performance personally? Tell me about you personally. Like, well, How did it happen once you, once you made that decision? How did it change for you? That's a great question. What did I notice that changed me personally? My body fat reduced without ever having to count a calorie. My episodic gastroesophageal reflux symptoms disappeared. They never came back. 
my running got better and my recovery from exercise got a hell of a lot better. I got to the point where I could, I can now, and since then, I can go to my CrossFit gym and I'm not like some kind of ultra CrossFitter. I'm very middle, I'm, I'm not even middle of the pack, but I can do a really strenuous and demanding workout that, you know, has me, you know, breathless and nauseous at the end of it. But within an hour or so, I just feel great. And the next day, I have no aches and pains. I've got no tweaks. And, and for, for, for a guy, you know, in his mid-40s, I'm pretty happy with that. And I first started exercising like that um, when I was in my early 30s. And I feel better in the gym now than I did then. That's for sure. I was doing it to be consistent with the medical evidence and with the message that I was sharing with my patients. But of course, I was delighted to find that I discovered health benefits myself. I love to say that results are typical, right? This is what we see with our patients. It's like so exciting. So when we talk about choosing yourself now, it's about like you and taking care, like you're out there taking care of people and you're writing about taking care of people and how people get better. How do you take care of yourself besides eating healthy and all the fitness? What else do you do for self-care now compared to what you're doing, obviously, in medical school and residency, all of that? What would you say is part of your life now that you have done to or you've put into motion so that you can take care of yourself and become a better speaker, writer, um, communicator, physician, all of that, father, husband, what have you done to choose yourself now? The thing that I do right now to choose myself is to literally choose myself just for maybe 30, 45 minutes a day. Getting to the gym that I spoke about earlier, that's me choosing me. That, that's, that's just my time. That's Alan time. I am thinking about nothing else in that gym except the workout and how I'm going to feel afterwards. And on the days when I don't get to the gym, if I take 30 or 45 minutes out, I'll just, I'll just go for a walk. I will unplug. I will reflect. I will just reflect on the day reflect on what's happening tomorrow. And I'm so lucky, Juliana, I live right on the coast. So, you know, the beach is like 60 seconds from my front door. So I'll just walk along the coast and chill out. And that's not very complicated, right? I mean, yes, yes, I also do a little bit of mindful meditation. Uh, Not every day. I have runs where I do that every day. And that gives you like superpowers, right? That's, That's incredible. But I don't have a miracle morning routine. I don't have a dedicated yoga practice or a dedicated mindful meditation practice, although I recognize the benefits of all of those things. But it's just taking that little bit of time out. And I also try not to be too deeply locked in. I try to get my headspace a little bit outside of medicine and plant-based nutrition each day. And that might just be reading a regular newspaper rather than a medical journal, or it might be just watching Colbert before I hit the sack in the evening, you know? I think that's what we've learned. Yeah, we've learned that from all these different people that we've interviewed around all different walks of life is that there is no, it doesn't have to be a dedicated practice. It doesn't have to be anything formal. And it could just be those brief moments and everything happens in those moments. I tell you what, though, I respect people who have that um, that daily practice during the COVID-19, um, the first wave of COVID-19 here in the UK last spring, 
Um, I spent six weeks working on the coronavirus ward, right? Um, it was incredibly stressful. It was very, very difficult. I've spoken about it before. I've written about it. So I won't go into the details of what that was like. But I did yoga every single day for 30 minutes. I didn't miss a day for those six weeks. And in that incredibly stressful time, that practice and that, you know, just that dedicated practice every day just helped me immensely. Well, that's, that's good to hear from that, like you're having both perspectives. I also, I wonder, because I love your Instagram feed and you always have these beautiful food pictures. And so I'm wondering if you find joy in cooking and preparing food and sharing your food, because it seems like you do. Oh my God. Yes, I do. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I often end up talking about the happiness effect of food and how it affects our gut microbiome and the short chain fatty acids and the tryptophan release in our bloodstream and all that good stuff. But really you just can't, I mean, you'll agree, right? You just can't beat the pleasure of getting into your kitchen with some really simple ingredients and whipping up a really nice meal. So what I, I guess I said earlier, I don't have a daily practice, but preparing my breakfast each morning is like a meditative practice for me. Oh, totally. Oh my the go- kitchen right? is my happy place. I love, and I used to get all frustrated with having to chop so much, but now it's become like a meditation in and of itself, just vegetable chopping. But um, what is your, yeah, what is your, give us a couple of your favorite meals. Well, right now, so at the moment for breakfast each morning, let's say, for example, so right now I'm really into flatbreads, Julianne. So I'll get up in the morning, I'll get some whole grain flour. It might be a spelt flour or just a whole grain. We've got some buckwheat flour in the cupboard as well. So I'll, I'll just make the simplest flatbread ever, which is just made with flour and water. So I'll just make a very simple dough. I'll roll that nice and thin. I'll put it on a hot nonstick pan and make a nice flatbread. Then I'll cut it in half. On one half, I'll put banana and walnut or cashew nuts. And on the other half, I'll put your favorite food, hummus, Mm. with some chili flakes and some leafy greens. And then I'll have a nice big mug of black coffee, fresh ground black coffee. And yeah, I mean, I'm already looking forward to that tomorrow, right? (laughs) So, but, But it's such a simple thing. But making that dough... And just that process of turning the wheat into dough and then rolling it out and cooking it and flipping it back and forth every 30 seconds or so, and then you get the fruit on. It's incredibly relaxing. It's like my favorite part of the day. Exactly, Alan. So there you go. You actually do choose yourself every single day, at least one time a day. The moral of the story, right, is you, you don't think you have time to choose yourself, but you could just do something you love, like make breakfast. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well said. If you had, if there were people out there that want to know how to get started looking more introspectively or to choosing themselves, even with their diet, or what would you tell the listeners out there about what you would recommend? Ah, well, in term in terms of food, well, look, okay, I'm a just like you, Juliana. I'm a dedicated advocate for a healthy whole food plant based diet, but simple things. Simple tips is, look, you don't have to adopt a dietary approach that looks like your favorite Instagrammer, even if that's me, (laughs) but your favorite Instagrammer or influencer, 
or you know what your friend says you should cook or it it doesn't have to be too complicated really you just need to go out and find those familiar meals and you're great at this like really familiar comfort food that just happens to be made from healthier ingredients so if you like a chicken pot pie maybe you'll end up doing a chickpea pot pie or like an oyster mushroom pot pie or if oh, you I've like got one of those in the next book. <laughs> oh, do you? Well, there yes. you go, right? It's, and it's just simple comfort food. And just find the joy in the simplicity of food. It doesn't need to be complicated. Look, I'm, I like chia seed pudding and, you know, uh, you know turmeric lattes and golden milk and all that. These things are great, right? I, I, I enjoy these things. But, the, but for a lot of people, those just sound far out and unachievable and you're not quite sure where they fit into your day you know but it's about getting back to real basics it's peasant food it's porridge it's rice it's beans it's whole grain pasta it's lovely sauces it's spices and you know this is the the kind of food that humans have thrived on for generations so find your own way invent your own plant-based diet revolution and just See how you feel. Get stuck in. Try some foods that appeal to you. And you will feel better. I'm telling you, you will. You will notice benefits. Results are typical. And look, if you don't feel the benefits immediately, don't freak out. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? Your cholesterol will drop by 20%. You know? Right. Well, I'm so grateful that you joined us. Thank you for all of your wisdom. And, uh, you know, we learned that maybe choosing you now can be as simple as making breakfast and simplicity is beautiful in and of itself. Oh, my God. Well said, Juliana. You've, um, yes, you've outed me as having a daily ritual. <laughs> Good. You know what? I love it. Thank you so much and keep up your wonderful work. Oh, thank you. My favorite part of that whole conversation is the fact that sometimes it's just those very simple things like making breakfast that can bring you back and help you choose yourself. In fact, so much so that when we hung up, he said he'd learned some new things about himself and that he actually felt like he'd spent some time on the couch. <laughs> sometimes it's really good to talk. If you're inspired and enjoy the Choose You Now podcast, please subscribe to the show, rate and review us on iTunes, and send us an email with questions and comments at chooseyounowpodcast at gmail.com. For nutrition services and more information, visit me at plantbaseddietitian.com. I invite you to choose yourself now, and I'm signing off with lots of leafy green love.